Welcome, you're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams, here with my friend and pastor Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us and taking time out of your day to become a better leader. To be a better leader and to become a better leader. If you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday. We would love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform uh, and also share this with a friend on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And please rate and review or both on Apple Podcasts. You won't believe how that helps get this in the hands of so many more leaders just like you trying to get better like us. Visit leadinghope.online to get updates and find out more about the Leading Hope community. Kevin Jack. <laughs> Today is episode 217. 217. Thank you. It's, it's 217. We've titled this, or you've titled this, Behind... The name change, and we have the same shirt on. We have matching shirts. We have matching Woo! shirts. We, we planned this out. <laughs> we planned this out. Uh, to be fair, you handed me a shirt and say, wear this. Yeah, fair. Uh, which is just like planning out something. <laughs> but uh, this is a really important podcast. So we like coming out of like big weekend, just announcing to congregation big. the name change of our church. And so... Yeah. We're pumped. We are. We're ecstatic. I mean, there's the energy is is high. There's excitement. Um, I'm not sure how many people are mad yet, but yeah. But there's there's all there's a lot of work to be done. In yes, light of on that. this end, in a good part, in a good yep. way. So, so this is what I wanted to do is behind the name change. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to take people because. Because getting questions on like the process yeah. and how we went through it and not like critical questions, more curious questions than anything else. And just to say like for our people to explain in a little more depth and detail how we got to this decision for other pastors and other organizations to maybe navigate like, hey, this is what we went through. This is what we thought was effective in it. Maybe give people some ideas. Yeah. So I just kind of want to talk, walk people through like this is how we got to it. Yeah. To where we are today. Yeah, that's good. That's good because it's we're in the middle of it. Yeah. And so it's it's this is you're getting a behind the scene of the middle of the name change. Not, yeah. Not the end of it. We're just at the we have just passed the point of announcement. We are now on full implementation and integration. It's a great setup. Yeah. So I want to talk through today, like my three categories I want to talk through is I want to talk through the difficulty, the decision, and then I want to talk them through our process. Cool. Okay. So people and like here's the Here's the difficult piece, and this kind of reflected in how I announced it this last week, but like a church is a spiritual community. Yeah. Like it is the thing, like it is what we are. We are people of faith. And so like, so we call them faith-based community, but we're a spiritual community. Yeah. And then the, uh, the tricky thing with leading a spiritual community is uh, there will always be this tendency from a select few, not from the mass, but from a select few to want to over-spiritualize everything. Okay. And it's like every single thing, like the, uh, we changed the carpet. Did we pray about it? No, we looked at the vomit that was crusted into the carpet and we just, we just kind of rolled with it. We kind of changed it. And like, I, I believe, I believe it's important to be led by, and if you're, if you're a business leader and this doesn't relate, just, just hang with us. Cause I think the process pieces will be important yeah. for you. But like th what makes it tricky is like, while I believe it is important in all things to be led by the spirit, I also believe that God gave you discernment and wisdom and intellect for a reason that there are some things you can decide and yeah. navigate it. And like, as I joked about it, uh, 
on Sunday was like the God told the Israelites to walk around the wall. He didn't tell them which way to go. Yeah. God sent out the 72 disciples to go preach his name and heal and everything else. He didn't tell them where to go. He didn't tell them how long. To, he gave them a couple instructions, but he did not give detailed out plans. Yeah. And I, I think there's this like tendency to go like, so here's the, here's the pressure that is sometimes placed upon leaders of spiritual communities. And then the faulty thing that they fall into. The pressure is like, well, did God tell you this? Like God didn't, God hasn't told me many things. Yeah. That doesn't mean I didn't make decisions. Like every single night I'd go to eat dinner. Like <laughs> I'm not just like, yeah. Tell me which one God, like the chicken or the pork, which, which way do I go? And then yeah. I look in Leviticus and I go clearly not the pork. <laughs> like, oh my word. Sorry. A little, <laughs> little Bible joke in the yeah, midst of the leadership <laughs> yeah. podcast. That's fun for everyone. We make decisions <laughs> at all times using our discernment. Yeah. And then it comes to leadership dimensions within a church. And there's this pressure to take off what you've learned and to just only pray about it. Yeah. That's and that good. doesn't work. That's good. And so then the thing that I feel like what happens that gets pastors in a really dangerous spot and I, uh, I, I don't want to get too deep into why they do it because my commentary would not be helpful, nor would it be kind. <laughs> yeah. But like pastors then get into the spot where every single decision they make, they want to say, well, God told me. Yeah. And the beauty of doing that is no one really disagrees. Yeah. And so like when I announce, I want people to be clear, like this is the thing for the vision that God has placed upon this community. This is a step we feel like we need to take to be effective. Yeah. God didn't tell us to do this. Right. Like we're, we're trying to discern the best path forward. Yeah, that's good. And I, and I always want people to know, like, there's a difference when I preach a message. Don't disagree with it. It's God's word. Yeah. Like disagree with it to your own peril. Right. When it's what scripture says. Yeah, that's good. When it's a decision I make, disagree. Yeah. Like, that's perfectly fine. I may be wrong. Can I ask a question about the, hey, and I, I, I agree. I think we just need to uncover that just a little bit more. Go. Um, God did, like, didn't tell us. God, we didn't, no one, at least from on I, from the people that I've been talking to, God, no one said, God, God told me to change the name. Like, change the name. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> that was not happening. He did give us a vision. Yeah. Explain the difference, because I think that's important. Yeah, I, I believe because in the, the name is very, or I'm sorry, the vision is very specific. It is not uh, ordinary yeah, or routine. I agree. I agree. And it gives a very specific direction of which his people are to march to to into battlefields. Yeah. And so while it's not direct, God, like you said, into the mic, I can't even do it. <laughs> Change it's, the name. Yeah, right. That was a little it's, too deeper. That was a little that. more. <laughs> yeah. There is things that we can discern absolutely and so i just believe wholeheartedly is that like it says that uh that god orders our steps yeah like it was say that and like uh when god makes the plans then we naturally know where we fall in line and god gave giftings to different individuals to be used yeah not to sit on the sideline that's great and so this is as part of it. This is me. This is our team using leadership discernment gifting to navigate the best way forward in the vision he has given us as best as we can understand. It's good. It's good. So what was the difficulty? That's the difficulty. That's the difficulty. The, di the difficulty is initially just navigating and just going like, 
here's how we march forward. And it'd be so, and I, I just want to say, like, I, I think it's spiritual malpractice. I don't have a better word oh. for it. And I don't want to, I don't want to get heavy into it because it's where people start throwing stones at the church. Yeah. But I've been in situations where people said, God told me this and I'm going, no, he didn't. Yeah. It's just your easiest way out. And you may feel strongly, but there's a big difference between I feel strongly about this and God told me yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, that's good. And so I could get up and I could wave the banner and I could give you a thousand reasons why this is the right decision. Yeah. But the it, communication has to be, yeah. I feel strongly. That's good. Is there spiritual malpractice attorneys? <laughs> All right, let's keep going. <laughs> so that's the difficulty. This is the decision part. Yeah. So I just want to, the decision that we were making was not what name. I love the name. Yeah. I want to be clear. Yeah. Like, and it's one of those, like, even if it sounds a little clunky at first, yeah. it's like your kids' names. Like, yeah. when you first name them, you're yeah, like, yeah. is this? Like, I, I got to call them this yeah. their whole life. This is it. Yeah. And then, like, you can't imagine them not that name Yeah. later on. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. That's so a I great think it's way to one of it. But, like, the decision we were making is, uh, I wrote it down because I didn't want to miss it, is to say, like, do the benefits of expansion, do the benefits for expansion and cultural clarity outweigh the pain of the process and the risk of upsetting people so good that's the decision we're going like we believe this is best for the expansion in campuses into different geographic areas we absolutely believe this is best to help turn the page and clarify this is the church that we are and i have a bunch of people come up to me all the time and go like in a really great excited way this is a new church yeah that's a benefit yeah but like it takes a lot of time and there's gonna be people who are upset do those benefits outweigh the risks? That's so good. And I think uh, while it's a new church, it's also God doing something new. Yeah. Uh, and I know that might be one of two of the same. Absolutely. But there's, there's this this thought of congregational transformation that happens when God inter- intervenes. Yep. And he changes the atmosphere and the environments of which he's already created, but points it in a new direction. Great. And you brought that up a little bit ago with the, you know, the wall there. I mean, the direction was the direction. You just had to go. Yeah. Go. Yep. Like, quit watching and stopping and moving this way and that way. Yeah. Go. And that's what I feel like that's kind of what we're doing. We're going. And I, I always wonder, like, in some of those, like, biblical moments, like, we just we just assume everybody was on board. Yeah. And to go, like, when Jesus fed the 5,000. Where was any, like, it says the people were there and it was late and they were hungry. Yeah. And like, and he tells the people to sit down. I want to know where's the cranky husband who was like nagging his wife and like, let's get out of here. Come yeah. on, let's beat the crowd on the way out. Because I guarantee you that guy was there. Can we yeah. just acknowledge that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When the Israelites march around the walls of Jericho, well, God didn't tell us which direction to march. So yep. I'm just going to stay here. I guarantee you those people were there. I see that guy saying it. <laughs> Come on. Crowd, yeah. sit down. Yeah. Seriously, we've got to get Which out of get. here now. Do you realize the line there's going to be in kid checkout yeah. <laughs> whenever we get done with this here? Yeah. And the important thing is, is in the, like, we need the analytical thinker. Like, that's okay. Like, there's pieces I'm of I'm not that. describing the analytical so much as the cynical thinker. Yeah, we don't need that person. Yeah, not the cynical. But I guess, the, you know, the other person's to ask questions. That's yeah. great. We, we invite that. The, uh, the thing that I think you, uh, w- it would be helpful to hit on is... Uh, uh, some of the stories that unfolded as this process was going through the decision. Yeah. Um, what was what was some of those things that you saw that maybe been confirmation or that you're headed the right way? Let me let me walk through the process. Okay, cool. Uh, to get to that piece, so that's the decision we were wrestling with. Not do we like it? Is it worth it? And just like 
I've joked about this more so behind the scenes, but this is officially behind the name change. Yeah. Is to say, like, I was the one person who was saying, we don't need it. Yeah. Like, other people were like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I think it would be great. Yeah, I think it'd be helpful. I was like, I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's worth it at this point in time. Yeah. But I didn't make that decision on the front end. I was willing to walk through the process to figure that out. Yeah. So maybe this is, uh, I'll go through this a little quick, but this is the piece that I think is most helpful if you're considering is I wanted to identify who are the people who are impacted by the name change. Okay. And I went, yes, it affects our people in this church. It also impacts the community that we're seeking to minister to. It also impacts the denomination that we're a part of. Yeah. And so I said, like, I need some touch points in these three areas. And I'm not going to get into my touch points in the denomination as much because I don't think that's helpful. Yeah. But I will talk about the other two. So uh, we took about 150 people through these rebranding meetings. Yep. So we met with like 10 to 15 at a time. You were in several of them. And uh, we just kind of walked people through. And the thing that I was trying to figure out is to say, what are the parts of our culture that stand out the most? What are the things that, if they change, would be just antagonistic, would be considered wrong in your eyes? What do you think we should be known for? And then we just kind of left some. So what I did is I had... um, had about 10 to 15 people at a time. We had about four tables in the room, big notepads for them there. And I just asked them first off to write on this big sticky notepad that they could put on the wall. Like, what do you love about our church? Write all these different things. And the second question I asked is, what if changed would cause you to consider leaving the church? Yeah. And that was fascinating to hear some of those because there wasn't many. Right. And it was interesting to hear some of the things that were said that I didn't expect, but yep. it was like, Oh no, but that's a problem. Yeah. Oh, there's an idol. Yeah. But, uh, to walk through that. And then I just said, all right, listen, here's the deal. I want you to write on this paper. I want your table to write 20 different adjectives to describe our church. Now I want each of you to take a post-it and I want you to write the two adjectives for you personally whether they're on the 20 or not, then we'll describe it. So what I'm trying to do with the 20 is I'm trying to give them a bank of words to think from that they're not also rogue on their own. Yeah. But then they've got the opportunity. And that was like, that was fascinating to hear back. Uh, The most significant things were we are transparent in our leadership. We are a transformative church. We are spirit led, but biblically based. We are, this word came out that I didn't have before. We are multi. Yeah. We are everything. Yeah. At all times. We're not trying to reach just one group of people. Yeah. We're trying to reach whole categories yeah. of people. So we went through all that piece. And then I just kind of had this open discussion in each group and just kind of said, hey, we're in this rebranding process. We're definitely changing the logo and kind of the look of the church. We might change the name. What do I need to know? Uh, some of the groups were a little hesitant. They're like, this is a lot. Uh, other groups were like, yep, we saw it coming, yeah. <laughs> which was hilarious to me yeah because i was like i didn't see it coming <laughs> i was like yeah i did not know yeah i mean there was it was uh there was a lot to learn in those things there was yeah. l- things that we wouldn't have known if you didn't have them go through that process um another thing that i learned that i didn't have my eyes on and i don't think i don't think this was actually the person's concern I'm not trying to overly judge in the moment or read between the lines. I don't think it was their concern. I didn't. I think they didn't want to see the church's name change, and they were looking for a valid reason for it not to. 
But like one of the concerns that did come out in one group through one person was the cost of a name change. Yeah. So I went, okay, whether I think you're saying that for the right reasons, I'm going to hang on to that because I think that's important. Sure. Now, a really cool thing is another person that we engaged in the process, um, they saw the vision behind this. They were part of the same meetings. Yep. They saw the vision behind this. They saw the importance of it. And they said, if this happens, I will pick up the tab for all the signage changes. Yeah. So like that was just an amazing incredible. thing in it's the process to go. Thing. One person said, this is a concern. And another person said, I'll completely remove that concern. Yeah. Yeah. So we walked through that. Yep. Um, about 150 people. Then we did this community survey and uh, we wanted to figure out, hey, how does the community understand us? Uh, we felt like that would be less effective through conversation because that may be more intimidating. And so we just did that, a survey of different touch points that we had. And the big thing I wanted to know is the first question, and there were several questions on here that I learned. First question was, what do you know Highland Park for? And the last question was, if you were to attend a church, what kind of church would you be looking for? Yeah. And I we had a spot on there where they could check, do they regularly attend a church or not? But like all the questions in the survey, that's really what I was looking for, is I was looking for is how you view Highland Park the same as if you were looking to attend a church, do those match up? And they didn't. Yeah. Because I wanted to go like, if they do, then if we change the name, it would actually be counter to everything else we're trying to do. Yeah. But if they don't match up, then this would actually be important. One of the things we found in that is we found the community doesn't know us by our name. Yeah, that was the interesting thing. This was like, hilarious. It was, it, was, it was wild for me to hear that thing. Yep. Now, I knew that coming in based on the position uh, that I had been placed in when we first got here uh, because of all the uh, things that we would receive about being the church that has all the lights. Yep. Like So I knew there was something to that. But it wasn't until this uh, yep. meeting. What what do we call those meetings? I keep referring to rebranding groups. Rebranding groups uh, that that you started to understand that this information is actually more than just what you're yeah. hearing on social media. This is actually filtered throughout the entire city and the community yep. itself. And it was like, what do you think of Highland Park? And someone people were like, I don't know what Highland Park is. No, here's the hilarity. Yeah, some of the people were they were in our building. Yeah, for our sports ministry. And they didn't know what Highland Park was, yeah. which yeah. is just yeah. like the church on both sides. Of the you're street. literally you're literally in the building. Yeah. And you don't know what I'm referring it's to the church on both sides of the street. And so, yeah, they uh, knew us as the church with the sports ministry, the church that used to do the big Christmas thing, the church on Lakeland Highlands, the church by Sam's Club, which I think that that should have ran with the branding. We could have uh, been the church by Sam's that. Club. Yep, we could have. That could have been the new name. Yep. It run with they it. Could've, they could have also foot the bill for the <laughs> or the church on both sides of the street. Cause we have buildings on both sides yeah. of the street. It was just fascinating that people didn't really hang on yep. the word itself or the or the title uh, that may be in a logo so speak so then so then i got Can I hold you here do we want to do yeah. part two on this one because we're almost out of time or do you want to finish this oh uh, i don't think i'm gonna be able to we've got 49 seconds yeah. left so do you want to do a part two i think we probably should there you go you got to come back for part two i'm gonna stop him right there thank you for joining us <laughs> a little cliffhanger right there usually i would ask you if you want to end it here we're not going to end it because we're going to i'll sum it up at the start we'll of next continue. week if you're new uh to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed it would mean the world to us if you did that now so post about it rate and review or both
Uh, we're grateful for you. Uh, and uh, we love hearing your stories, how the podcast is working in your life or business. If you have a story, visit leadinghope.online and send that to us. We would love to hear from you. Come back next week for part two of Behind the Name Change. That's going to be 218, right? 218. Yep. Grateful for you. Uh, and remember, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count. Woo!